Hello, and welcome to the official podcast for the 31st Annual FIRST Conference. We're looking forward to welcoming you to the conference in Edinburgh, Scotland, 16th to the 21st of June. I'm your co-host, Chris John Riley, And I'm your other co-host, Martin McKay. Thanks for listening. sitting down live at the first conference in Edinburgh and talking to Thomas Fisher, who's uh, just got off stage uh, after presenting uh, for the second year running, actually, um, about seeing clearly and communicating effectively to address event overload. Thomas, welcome back to the show. Thanks. I'm glad to be back. So, um, as I said, this is your second year presenting at the conference? Yep. Yeah, yeah it's the second year. Last year was the first time and. So um, maybe you can give the listeners kind of a quick overview of what you talked about at the conference if they didn't manage to catch it. So what I'm talking about and what I'm trying to present in these this year and trying to get people on board of is changing your, the way that you look at things, especially when you're looking at your dashboards or your events and trying to understand better what you're looking at by better visualization techniques, but also helping using those visualization techniques to actually communicate more effectively what you're seeing and, and that will lead to the ability to to essentially reduce the amount of events that you have to process and, and triage in your mind or triage within your team. So you used a lot of, of artwork um, in your presentation as kind of examples of how people might see different things or interpret things in a, in a different way. Mm. Did you find that is a, a good way to explore and to communicate these kind of ideas to people? Yeah, yeah because the fundamentally everybody understands artwork, right? So, well, and some more than others. Some more than others, yeah, <laughs> granted. But, most, most people more than us, but. <laughs> but if you, I mean, if you, the, the problem I have is like, if you take a whole bunch of line of events of from any dashboard or from any sim or from whatever solution that you're you know that you're running to capture all of your logs and things like that they all look different right and what you might have like saying what martin might get at data when he's writing his reports might be different from what you're generating in 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 your job so you need to kind of find a common uh, ground where you're essentially presenting something that just about everything can understand, everybody can understand. And if you remember in the talk, I used the example of, of uh, El Castillo, um, the the sculpture with the with the Franz Kafka book on top of it, you know, and they built a, a wall on top of it. The artist built a wall on top of it. The idea behind that is, if you think about, if you then transpose that into your dashboard, you have that one little blip of an event that could be a notable, that could be an alert, but it's surrounded by an immensity of, of just normal traffic noise or normal uh, firewall noise or, or normal whatever devices are sending your, your uh, events into, into your dashboards or into your sims. So I, I find there's a lot of ways to compare um, art to what we do in our, you know, in our incident response and, and our detection activities. It's just transposing 
the idea of many events into a framework of art. Um, you know, we use, I use that portrait, with, which is actually made of nails and one single piece of string, for example. So that one piece of those all those nails could be events, and that one piece of string we could transpose into the attacker moving around in your environment, or you know, the, those the, those little droplets of leaves that you might be looking for for the of the attacker in all the, all the events that you're seeing in in your environment. Now that one was specifically interesting because. From far away, you cannot tell that that artwork is made of nails and string. Yeah. And, and I think you made the point during your talk where you have to get close to the data or close to the, the picture in this case to be able to even see what this is made up of and to really realize what you're looking at. Yeah. Um, whereas if you're too far away, it's just a picture. Yeah. And in the same perspective, if you're not asking the right questions, you'll never start to drill down, right? So if you, if you transpose that back to incident response, if you have a whole load of data and you're not asking the right questions to be able to go in and drill down in that specific, in the specific area that you need to drill down in to find the incident or to find the data for your incident that you're managing at that time, you're in that same position, right? You're only seeing the big picture and you're not actually seeing the details. You're not understanding how this event is occurring. So this is sort of like a pointism sort of thing where from a distance it makes makes some sense, but when you get close, but you've got to get close to, to do that. How does that relate to also turning around and showing management what you're doing and showing management, giving management their dashboards? So that's, that's actually a good question because one of the principles, if you start to understand what you're what you're seeing and you're, you're able to portray that picture of what you're seeing you can start to frame words in a better way so if if you're looking at the picture right so we, we the that portrait we're discussing from afar it looks like the portrait of a child um in the talk i say is it a little girl or is it a little boy right or is it a boy or is it a girl or, because you can't really tell but you have to ask the question because you don't have that information so you can't make any assumptions now from the perspective of, of management you say well this is what I've seen right this I saw this portrait of a young child of a child and when we looked at the portrait we found out that it was actually made of a single piece of string Right, so that communicates well with, say, management. So if you t if you transpose that into events, so when you when you're talking, you, you like the the idea is that we've had this incident. Uh, when we dug into the incident, we discovered that uh, actor A compromised application B, uh, and, and then went on to. Um, compromise the uh, accounts of some of the system administrators but you can start to transpose build that story and build that build the, the, um, the framework and if you build that story you can choose your words more selectively and you can present different different words that will make have a better understanding to business I, I during the talk I talk about the business not just management right because a lot of times what we forget to do is that an incident actually affects the business and you need to communicate it beyond management sometimes depending on the depending on the severity and the, what you want to actually communicate so one of the words you keep using is story and that increasingly is something I see we need to do a better job of in security is yeah. tell a story because the data points really don't matter, matter to much of our business outside of the security field but the story the narrative of what actually happened um, is vitally important when you're talking to people who are not security yeah. practitioners 
and that's some of the foundation of, of the work that I did to come up with this presentation and some of the, and the work that I'm trying to do to build this into a more structured model that you could take to, you could take to IR teams and help them better build things, uh, better communicate. But the, I use the example of, of the art of perception, which is a, a, a training that um, this, this lady, Amy Herman, does, and she gives it to first responders. Right? So how, how do you identify things better? And one of the things that one of the examples I gave inside in the talk is the aspects of uh, criminal investigations, right? Criminal investigations, forensics. When they walk into the room, the first thing that they do is like, you know, they scope the room, they visualize the room, they visualize everything, they start to identify each, da- each data point, they highlight each data point, they measure each data point out, but they're not doing it to, well, they're doing it to catalog everything that they found, but they're doing it to catalog it in a way that they can then rebuild the story. So if they if they catalog it properly, they can identify the weapon that was used, for example, via the blood spatter. They can also tell you where the people were positioned, um, how far away that person was from the, from, from the murder victim and things like that. And that's building a story. If you think about it, when, when they're doing that, they're coming from a, a finite, a, an end state and they were building the story of how they got, to, how the, the situation got to that end state, and that's kind of what we need to do as responders to answer to, to answer that question, right? Is how do we take all the data that we have, look at it properly, communicate it properly, so that we build and we describe a story instead of just presenting evidence, right? Because that's the hardest part. I mean, when when I think about it, it's like the number of times that especially in the smaller organizations, they never find patient zero, right? Because they don't have the capability of either they haven't got the right data or they haven't actually visualized the problem the, the problem, and haven't done the work to actually take them back far enough to identify the actual story. So if, if there's teams out there that are looking to try and you know, get better at this, what would you recommend to be you know, some easy methodologies or some easy ways to train this and, and try and change that thought process? I, uh, number one I, is, and I say this to a lot of people, is like read non-IT books, right? Read stories because by reading stories, you're going to gain language and you're going to gain wordings and you're going to, understand, you're going to get different pictures of how words can communicate pictures. And that's an important part, um, or how words can communicate things, uh, especially like foreign language. Um, we tend to use English in our, in our community as kind of like a baseline language for talking to people and especially large corporations. We, big business is usually the language, of, uh, the language of choice. So even if you're a foreigner, you need to try and read you know, English sto- stories written in English, basically, to get, the, to get that language. The other aspect, too, is, uh, and this is something that you and I were discussing earlier, Chris, is, is build like little working groups, right? Um, one of the things that w- would be interesting uh, and thanks for the suggestion because I didn't hadn't thought about it, Chris. Is you take two images, one of them slightly different, you give them to two parts of your team, and then they have they let them study the image, describe that image in the way that the, you know they can recount that image, so that and then get, bring them together and see which team describes it better, so you can identify the differences between the two photos. Mm-hmm. For example, of two photos, two pieces of art, you just introduce an image with something something that's slightly different in each image, um, kind of like a Where's Waldo type situation, right? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, it's fundamentally it's about giving teams the opportunity to do something different than just looking at dashboards. It's about fundamentally it's about looking at at bringing different 
images in front of people so that they can analyze those images and communicate those images. And it can be uh, days, you know, like a session out in a museum, for example. Right. Um, I did a recently. I did a. Uh, I was with a team. We we went and walked through uh, Bletchley Park, the National Computing Museum in Bletchley Park. And it's really interesting because you see the different aspects of 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 computing over the years, from the machine all the way up to to some of the more more impressive machines today. And there's things that you pick up when you're doing that, right? One of the other aspects uh, and communicating that and maybe describing what you saw, you know, I focused on some of the equipment that I used when I was young and I could, you know, communicate, well, I used this, I did this with that and did that with that. And you can start to build a story. The other thing I like to do is um, when I walk into like a room and I do this and sometimes when I do, when I talk about this is I ask people, did you see what's in the room? You know, if there's pictures in the room, ask people how many pictures there are on the walls. What kind of pictures are there? It's just it's it's really about giving opportunity to teams to retrain the way that they think, and get away from that. I'm looking at these things. I'm looking for this problem. It's always about looking for that problem. Normally in our day to day job, what you want to do is actually think. Okay, I'm looking at these things. What story can I build with what I have? I'm not looking for the latest national state, you know, nation state actor. I'm not looking for um, the latest virus in my environment. I'm looking to see what patterns I can see, what patterns can be brought out and what stories I can build. Well, um, thank you very much for taking the time to chat with us. It was a good presentation, certainly a number of uh, good thought points. And I hope that uh, teams will take on board some of this information and really kind of step back and think about the bigger story and so just too. don't just look for that needle in the, the stack of needles yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, hopefully we'll, uh, we'll we'll all be better for it so yeah. thank you very much oh, thanks Chris thanks Martin it's great seeing you again you've been listening to the official podcast of the 31st annual FIRST conference we look forward to seeing you at Edinburgh June 16th through 21st